Oh man, here we go, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of TWC Talks Podcast, The Wealthy Consultant Podcast. Excited to be here with my buddy, Cole Taylor. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be here. Excited to chat with everybody. It's going to be fun. Heck yes. Heck yeah. yes. I've been looking forward to this one, man. We've been we've been uh, kind of getting towards this for a while, I feel like. So we're, we finally reached the peak of the mountain together here. Finally made it happen. It's been a long climb, but we're here. Yeah, man. Yeah, we made it up. Oxygen mask and all. And we're now we're here together at the top. I love it. I love it. Hey, um, I'm I'm excited to talk to you. Obviously, I have the benefit of knowing like your background stuff. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But I think why I just genuinely dig what you do so much is because it's so um, real life and you kind of cut through the BS. You know, people are looking for shiny objects like little magic fixes type stuff. And you really um, attack the the mental and emotional and psychological components of peak state performance um, and both mind and body. And that's what we're talking about today. So mind and body, how your health fuels your business. Um, I honestly couldn't think of anybody better in the world for to talk about that with than you. So let's give the uh, the crew a little bit of background. Tell them about yourself, where you're from, what you do. And then now I'm going to start diving into your brain. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh Excited to be here. Excited to hopefully add value to all you guys listening. Uh, my name's Cole. I am an Oklahoma boy, uh, born and raised here. I've moved around a little bit, but somehow Tulsa, Oklahoma just keeps drawing me back. So I'm, I live here. Uh, just something about the Midwest. I moved to Denver, and when I moved into my house there, the, the neighbors like hid and shut the door when I tried to say hi. When you move back, to, <laughs> move back to Oklahoma, the neighbors bring me a thing of cookies and have their kids next to them and said, hey, can I help you move in? You made me think. I'm like, this is wow. my thing. So I can't take it away from the the South or Midwest vibes. Uh, But yeah, I grew up in Tulsa. Uh, Background in the most condensed way, and we can break it down even more, is I played college football. So I've I've loved sports and athletics my whole life. It's been a a part of who I am. I just always have been a competitor and athlete. And went from college football right into, I got a business degree and went right into full-time occupational ministry. So I was a pastor. And for me, that was the the best way to be able to make an impact on people. I had this like stirring and drive of like, I got to help people. I got to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I grew up in a, a ministry family too of, of other pastors. And uh, I saw that model was like, man, they make such a big impact. Like I'd like to do that. Well, I got into that for a few years and very quickly realized there was a, a part of me that was still unfulfilled, kind of still stirring. Like, ah, there's something else. I love the impact, but you know, there's some other things I want to talk about. I'm passionate about, and I'm not able to here. And also I didn't like making 30 K a year and wanted to be able to build a different kind of life for myself. So I'm like, how do I still do ministry, but maybe outside of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I ended up stepping away from the church. I got my master's in business and I started what is now our health coaching company that, uh, and has been such a a really cool experience for me because I feel like literally I'm doing ministry or helping and serving people, but also getting paid to do it. And, you know, really the the things we see from the health clients that we serve, it's, I don't care about the abs and biceps, like that's a cool byproduct. But the, you know, the message I got yesterday was from a son, we're helping uh, his dad. And he like sent me a screenshot of what his dad had said. He said, bro, I'm emotional right now. Like, thank you for like helping my grand or my ch- children get to hang out with their grandkids for, or for their granddad for longer. And I was like, okay, well, wow. there <laughs> so, you, you know, go. that you kind of stuff for me is like, it's, it's, it's changing changing future generations. Um, and I'm so passionate about health and it's not just the abs and biceps side, obviously. And for me, it's not even just the sports stuff. Like that was a part of it, but I've lost so many family members from health issues. My dad passed of a heart attack when I was young. My mom passed of birth complications. Every man in my family's had a heart failure. Many of them died from it. And so for me, it's always been a like, Hey, like 
one, I'm not going to let my family go through this, but two, I, I want to turn that pain into purpose and make sure others don't go through that as well. And so that's kind of the short version of the, the background is, you know, from athlete to, to pastor into the business space. But it's really, to me, it's all converged to where it's like, yeah. how do I still be an athlete and do ministry and run a business all that I can serve people, uh, make a bigger impact. Love that. Love that. And so knowing all that, you know, um, you as, as you're already aware, you're, you're inside chamber, our top tier consulting yeah. group. Um, you already understand like what, what we do inside there. But what's interesting is that Taylor and I, you know, um, we are the ones that inter have an onboarding call with our clients in chamber. And you know, as, as they come in, you know, inevitably they're, they're obviously, you know, passionate business owners. They, they're wanting to scale. They want to do this. They want to do that. And they want to grow their business naturally. We yeah. get that. And that that's why yeah. they're in chamber. Um, but what's really interesting, and I don't think it's probably going to come to surprise to anybody that's listening to this, is that we almost invariably will start with the mind component, what's going on between the ears, because yeah, yeah. you can't outperform your own mindset. Nope. You can't outperform your own habits. And your business is just a mirrored image of your decision making processes and habits yes. and systems and everything that you develop both personally. And then obviously that expands out into the culture and the, the, uh, the business and team that you grow. And so yeah. to not fix that is like ignoring the roots, you know, the thing that's going to hold it all yeah. together, the foundation. And again, yeah. I'm not blowing anybody's mind here. We all conceptually know that nobody on here listening to us today or, or later down the road is going to go, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that's pretty common sense, quote unquote, air quotes, right? Well, common sense isn't always common practice. And the irony is people want to grow, 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 but then they forget what the heck they're doing to, you know, in their mind. And, and then of course, by extension yeah. of that, their body. So yeah. I say all that because that's why I was just so excited to have you in chamber um, because you make that connection between that mind and body component and then how that transcends in the business. So let's kind of go that, that route. I know there's different yeah. ways we could go, but in specifically relating to building businesses, mm -hmm. where, where do you think uh, most people are dropping the ball when it comes to the mind and body equation? Like, you know, obviously, okay, don't sit on the couch all day and eat potato chips. We get that. Right. But are there other things or, or where, where do you see the most friction? I guess I'm just, I have so many ideas in my mind here, but let's yeah. start there. I think just to, to circle it off as a foundational thing, you mentioned a big part of it, but I don't think a lot of people, like I think they know that their health is important or they know that doing mindset work is important, but they they choose to put that off for a more direct like business action. And maybe it is right. a revenue generating activity. Sure, that's great. Often it's not. I think it's usually just spinning your wheels. Mm. But I, I think it's, to me, I correlate it to, the health practices too, where so many of our clients want to do cold plunging and red lights on and all the biohacking, but won't do the basics to actually keep them healthy. Like I even gave Taylor crap on his onboarding call with us the other day. And he was like, when do I get to cold plunge? And I'm like, you can do that whenever you want. That's not going to drive your results though. Like we got to fix mm -hmm. your nutrition first. That's the foundation. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And so I think right. that's just a, a mental and it's, it's, it's part of what's made us successful as a business owner is like, how do I skip through all the fluff and go straight to the thing that's going to accelerate my results. But if we don't do the foundational things, it's really hard to sustain results. What up, T? Oh boy. <laughs> Join the party. You heard started me. Without me. You. you started without me. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, I'm just happy to be here. 
I can't we, wait for our listeners to be like, yo, what is happening with this what podcast? What just happened? That's what I love about this podcast. Let's just flow. You know what I mean? It's just straight conversational. What the, the crazy thing is, we were literally just talking about you and you hopped in. So your ears must have been burning. Wow. What did you say, Cole? What did you say? <laughs> we had not, not mentioned you once throughout the whole podcast. And then literally. right when I said your name, you popped in. That's crazy. He asked the question of, right there. he asked the question of why do business owners often miss this whole health component? Uh, and I was talking through how typically we want to jump straight to the thing that uh, is like the fastest results, but we forget the foundational things. I said, for example, Taylor in his health wants to cold plunge all the time, but we got to fix the nutrition first because that's the biggest foundational piece. And then you popped yeah. in right there. Yeah, well, time. I have something to say to that, but first, dude, pull that mic up to your face, dude. That's a you, you need to that, say it now. Say it now. That's it's so like much better. Fire, fire fire B vibes. He's quiet. He's quiet. I can turn the volume up too. Yeah, that's what I want. Is hey, this, you know this what you want right here? Mike is terrified of what's happening. You can just see him just staring off into the clouds. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm I'm taking notes here. The reason the reason that that is is because, uh, first of all, I'm guilty as charged, just like every other entrepreneur of chasing of shiny objects. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, dude, cold plunge, red light. Ooh, sign me up. That's cool. Yeah. Like, all in. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing is, um, I will say, dude, you dog on cold plunges, but listen, They're the, mental component, the mental component of doing something that hard, that's uh -huh. what I'm actually drawn to. I don't actually mm -hmm. think that I don't. I don't care that much about the health yeah. benefits. It's the mind, but the same the same effect can be had by eating healthy. It's amazing how much yeah. better you feel when you don't eat shit. Hundred percent. Well, it's the same thing for me. Like I've I've never been a runner. I've never loved running, but the mental component of I did an ultra marathon like a month and a half ago. The mental nice. component of that is why I did it. I didn't want to run. I don't like running, but I was like, okay, yeah. I'll do this just because I know it's going to mentally break me. And it did. It broke me. Yeah. <laughs> it taught me a lot. Dude, yeah, I was like, like 217 pound dude and ran 79 miles. Yeah. Damn. Like, here's, fun time. <laughs> here's my favorite thing about Cole so far. Um, Cause we like, we worked out the other day and it was not fun for me. Right. It was, <laughs> it was really painful actually. You know, the thing though about it is Cole, you are like, you are equal parts savage and humble at the same time. Mm. I just think that should be acknowledged real fast because you're, you have a really savage side to you. Cause I was on your onboarding call yesterday. He's a, definitely a savage, but you have a humility where you're always, your head's on a swivel. You're always learning. Yep. Let's try it. Yep. Let's try it. Let's optimize that. Let's figure it out. Whereas most people, when they get the savage, when they get the skill and the competency high, they close off to new Ooh, things. Yeah. They're like, wow. this is this is the end all be all way. Follow my system. Yeah. Anybody else's system is dumb. Mm. And uh, oh, you're one of the rare players, I think, in, especially in the, in the just the health optimization space, who you're not just like lording your results and ego over the whole farm. Like you're <laughs> kind of like, if something works, let's try it. You know, hmm. appreciate that want to say that thank you well, so we have a, a cool little um you know angle here in that we have mr taylor welch onboarding with cole taylor with your systems and stuff so i mean let's dive into that a little bit what does that look like what is it that you're doing for clients when they come into your ecosystem yeah. what's going on there and where, where do you typically get them started off 
Sure. So we have a couple phases we walk people through. Um, at the on the front facing, we explain it differently, but when we actually get into the ecosystem, we really simplify things. And it's like, here's your couple steps of the process we're waking through. Uh, but a, a overarching generalization, generalization for front facing is there's really three big phases we walk people through is first testing. We got to get data on people's body. I believe great data leads to great decisions. Just like, you know, as Taylor's teaching me the ad game right now, it's like, I have to know my cost of acquisition. I have to know, you know my lifetime value if I'm going to make any sort of ad spend decisions. Otherwise, I'm just throwing money at a wall. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing for our bodies, though. Like most people don't think about that, but most health decisions aren't made around data. It's just like, ah, oh, I need to eat less and move more. Okay. That's like, I need to sell more clients and keep more money. <laughs> sure, it's a great direction, but that's not <laughs> good that's, analogy. That's, 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 that's not the end. That's all we have to do. That's all you do. And if that's all you know, that's you're going to be successful. But I think people overgeneralize like that uh, and they don't have data to make decisions. And so they could be working really hard, but spinning their wheels a lot. So data for us is important. We're looking at hormones, nutrient deficiencies, metabolic health. Uh, there's a lot more we can do with DNA and gut health. But the idea is like, I want to understand what's going on in someone's body so I can fix the internal piece. So they're not just working hard. We're actually optimizing how their body's functioning and it's efficient. Mm. Uh, that's the foundational piece. So right when people get in, we're ordering testing for them. That takes a couple weeks to get back. And so during that time, we're building the foundations of, you know, what are we eating? What are we moving? Um, are we sleeping consistently? But what happens is we take that testing and then we put together a protocol of exactly what you should be doing for your body. We have a functional medicine doctor, nutritionist, and trainer that basically says from this data, here's how you work out. Here's what foods you need. Here's what supplements you need. Here's what your sleep should look like. You know, even peptides and hormone therapy, if people want to go down, that's like, here's your whole preventative and performance protocol. Here's so much nicotine you need to take. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Pure yeah, protocol there. Underneath your stomach, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so testing, it gives us the data, uh, protocol is exactly what they are supposed to do on a daily basis. So it's very simple and they just execute the third piece. And this is how we really differentiate ourselves is because all of our clients are extremely busy, travel a ton, you know, running businesses, families, like time becomes one of their biggest assets or it can become a liability. And it's what gets in the way of the results is not because they don't have time. We know that you can create time, but there's a prioritization thing of like, I'm traveling and I have my family. It's like, I'm not going to go meal prep for five hours. Like it just, like it's gotta be a better way. Yeah. So our third piece of what we do is what we call autopilot. The goal is to put their protocol on autopilot. So as much as we can do to re remove resistance for them so that all they have to do is execute, we will. So we act as their health concierge or health executive assistant. So if we give them a meal plan, we're sending them the foods. Like here's your meal prep or here's your groceries or here's your you know, bulk. Someone does your meal prep for you. Whatever we need to do, we'll do that for them. Same thing with like if they travel, we'll send Uber Eats to their hotel or you know, send their supplements ahead of time or coordinate their you know, their testing data, all that stuff. Like we do it for cool. them so that, so that they can execute the protocol. And then it's a mm -hmm. continual optimization process, like a big circle of like, all right, I get more testing. I get a new protocol. It's put on autopilot. And then we just keep kind of repeating that loop so that again, they can get incredible results, but we take care of most of the logistics. So that's, that's, that's a whole process, but you know, obviously there's a lot more details in the, in the mud. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I think the, the big thing for me, obviously everybody understands the, the physical fitness. Everybody wants the abs, the biceps, the, the fit body, whatever, right? Like that, that's a no brainer. Um, or, Maybe, maybe not everybody does want that. I don't know. Maybe that's a blanket statement, but the idea being that that's, that's kind of the go-to everybody wants to look sure. good. But for yeah. me, what I'm really interested too is the, the mental state, like mm -hmm. that peak mental state that 
comes from a really clean, you know, optimized mm -hmm. uh, lifestyle and, and diet and whatnot. Can you speak yes. to that specific component? Um, where you, where, yeah. what can people do to really help get them into that peak mental state better, faster, longer, uh, as it pertains to like the work environment? Cause that, that's a key thing, right? Like you said, better Sweet. data, better decisions, but same thing in business, like better, you know, mental clarity and performance, better output for your business too. So yeah. what do you suggest the entrepreneurs look at when it's specifically that piece? Yeah. So I think first off, just the foundations of meals and movement. Like I can't, like I'm going to talk about a little more in-depth stuff, but if they don't, if you're not moving consistently and priming your body performance, like what I call weaponizing your body, like if I'm not moving consistently to get blood flowing, get the hormones pumping, like that, it's so much value in that because you, mm. you guys can feel the difference when I, when I do a workout or I move or I sweat, like how much more clear I think like it's, it's a, it's just endorphins kicking in. There's so much value in the movements, uh, but meals as well of, am I putting the proper nutrients in my body? Like not even just even eating perfect to get shredded, but I need good quality foods because that directly correlates to how my brain feels and performs. Like mm -hmm. gut health is a massive thing. That's not talked about enough, but there's a connection between our gut and our brain called the vagus nerve and the foods we directly correlate to how our brain feels and performs. Wow. Um, and I could go super deep into that, but I've, I've done a ton of food sensitivity and gut health testing. And little specific foods will either make my brain more clear or make me feel groggy. And the last really? time I took the That's test, cool. last, the last time I took the test, the top two foods for me to not eat were sweet potatoes and broccoli. And I was like, what the, like, that's, that's all I eat. Like that's, those are my favorite, like outside of my protein sources. Like I eat those all the time. And the doctor was like, it's not that they're not healthy, but for your specific gut bacteria, you're not digesting it properly or breaking it down. And so it's leading to your brain to not perform as, as well as it should. And there's digestive issues. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So it's not just eating clean. It's also eating the right types of foods. Um, but there's a ton of other things you can look at of like your hormones, what nutrients you're deficient in. Um, and so I think for me, it's, depends on how deep you want to take it. The foundation, I've just got to be consistent eating good, clean food and moving consistently. But if you want to take it deeper, there's testing you can do to see, like I was low on vitamin D, B and iron and all those determine your energy levels. And I was like, okay, so I got to fix that. So there's layers to it. Hey, I have questions. Mike, yeah. do you want to, can I ask questions or do you want to run this show? No, ask questions, but I, I know what you're thinking. You're like, yeah, but what about those mint Oreos? Are, is that part no. of the protocol? <laughs> it, can you please put oh. that into my protocol? I threw them away, Mike. I threw them <laughs> away. You're a good man. They're, they're not allowed in our house anymore. And Doritos are next. It's a good move. Um, I actually have two questions. The yeah. first is just like, can we just broach this topic of, um, testosterone. Yep. It's got a bad rap. People mm -hmm. think it's a steroid. It's not like we, we linked up about this and I can point to like dozens of people that I'm really close with that are on testosterone, but they're sort of embarrassed to talk about it. Shouldn't this be. is like break this open. Cause I, I yeah. talked to someone like two days ago and I was like, bro, you are low on testosterone. Cause you are like struggling to get through this conversation. Yeah. Mm. Teach us. Yeah. So I think it's given a bad name because I'm also comfortable with the bodybuilding world. Like my, my business partner was a professional for years. I've got a ton of friends that did that. That's never been my thing. I've always just been more of an athlete and more functional, uh, although I want to look good too. Um, but testosterone's gotten a bad rap because all bodybuilders for the foundation of their anabolic steroids have to take testosterone. Like that's the base to control their hormones. Um, while they're doing those things. And so it's, it's always lumped into that category, but it's not like it's a, it is a hormone, but it's not an anabolic steroid. And if done right, 
like the goal is replacement of something that your body's not naturally producing. Like oh, I'm going to take vitamin D because I'm not getting enough of it. And so the, the difference there is in the amounts that you take and if you actually need it. So like for me, I'm on testosterone therapy and I'm actually pretty young, which is frustrating, but my levels were a 212 when I got tested, which normal range is typically like five to 800 and optimal is like 800 to a thousand. And the Whoa. doctor's like, we can try to fix it, but it's going to take a couple of years and I can't guarantee. And I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll do it. Like I can't deal with that. Um, and so it shouldn't be a, a shameful thing. Like, you're not naturally healthy because of lifestyle, because of, you know, stress levels. That was mine. My cortisol stress was so high that it tanked my testosterone. Um, but it, it's something that if done at a proper, well-guided way to get you to normal levels is not like, it's just getting you to normal. It's getting you to healthy, yeah. how you should be functioning. I don't know why people are ashamed of that. I think it's because there's just a lot of shame culture around it. Like, Oh, you look like that because you're on TRT. And I'm like, yeah. No, like you're a normal out. level. I still have to work out. I have to eat good. That brought me from negative to normal now. Like I'm not mm. a superhuman. Like I'm not taking steroids and that's why I look good. It's like I got my levels back to where yours are. Yeah. I have a theory on this and I'm I'm curious to have you like poke holes in this. Yeah. Because cortisol, stress, there's a really cool book called The Upside of Stress. Mm-hmm. And uh stress is not like inherently bad for us. It's how we look. But in, in old times, let's go 4,000 years ago, there was definitely cortisol when you're like about to die because you're freezing to death. Like there's stress there. I think the difference, and this is my theory, and I just want to talk to a smart person to poke holes in this, Mike, you as well, but Cole's probably studied this. Yeah. Um, Back in the day, our cortisol levels probably looked more like peaks and valleys. Yep. It's like we're super high cortisol because we're on a hunt or being, Mm -hmm. we're having to outrun a lion. Now, social media has created this artificial, like, constant peak cortisol all the time. Yeah. And so we can't actually get rid of it because we're, we have cortisol in the morning, cortisol in the evening, cortisol at Christmas, cortisol for Thanksgiving, cortisol in March. It's almost like all of the time there's something to be stressed about. Yeah. Is that what is causing the negative ramifications and the negative byproducts? Yeah. So it's, I think it's two things. It's the overarching cycle. Like you said, like our, our, our bodies are designed to go through an arc. Like it rises in the morning and gets, and then as you go throughout the day, it's supposed to fall. And when you go to sleep, your your cortisol is supposed to be decreasing and your body, like it's designed to handle stress and stress is good. And it gets your body moving and going. But right now, because of lifestyle factors, it doesn't do that. Like you said, at night, people are watching TV when that blue light causes more stress. Um, you know, there's, they're yelling or jumping or people work out or take caffeine at night. Like it's doing a ton of things that put them in stress. And so they never actually get into a good rhythm. Uh, But also just the overarching volume, like you said, of like, if you're scrolling on social media or, you know, stuff stressful happens in life, like people's levels are just staying higher and never like, maybe their cycles now look like this versus before it was a big cycle. I I think I agree. It's a significantly higher than we're designed to handle every day. I feel so validated right now. Thank you. <laughs> but, but here's the deal though, like with, with the cortisol hormone, like it, it, it not only affects like your other hormones like testosterone and it, it can tank a lot of stuff in your body, but for people wanting to lose body fat and gain muscle, your cortisol is an inverse relationship with your metabolism. So as your cortisol goes up, it, it dampens your body's ability to burn calories into fuel. It also increases mm-hmm. insulin resistance, which Basically, you can't process carbs and sugar and you get cravings. And then it also produces the hunger hormone ghrelin and spikes that. So basically, like if you're wanting to lose body fat, it's a terrible environment for that because as cortisol goes up, you're hungrier, not burning calories well, you're getting cravings, 
and you're not processing carbs and sugar. And so it's like, we wonder why I can't lose weight. It's not just because your habits are bad. That's part of it. But also you're so much stressed that your body's not functioning well. Yeah. Mike, I want to give you a chance to hop in, but I've got more questions. If Do it, do it. Yeah. I was just going to kind of put a, you know, a little highlight on that one for cold is that that kind of comes full circle back down to the, the whole mind's body component, right? Like you can be doing all the hard work and doing these things, but you've got to calibrate the mind to Have be in to. alignment with that and the, the stress component. So, um, what, yeah. where do you, how do you guide clients through stress? Cause now you're talking about, you know, their, their entire livelihood, yeah. everything that they're doing, uh-huh. you deal with entrepreneurs, um, and successful ones at that. So I'd imagine that that's probably as hard or even maybe the most difficult thing that you probably deal with, with your clients. So what do you, how do you coach them through that? Yeah, it's twofold. So one is doing what we can on the front end to actually decrease the cortisol levels or mitigate some of that stress. There's only so much we can do because the person has to really buy in and believe that, but helping them get more sleep, um, you know, helping them try to decrease stressors like habits, like breath work or, uh, you know, mindfulness. Like we literally will have to encourage clients, me included, our doctor team yells at me like, Hey, you've got to relax. I'm like, I am relaxed. I feel fine. And they're like, well, you need to do more things to try to relax <laughs> actively. And I'm like, you okay, relax do more. you need to relax more. <laughs> so I think on the front end, trying to eliminate stressors from them and just giving them the awareness that their body's being affected by it. But that doesn't work as much. Like unless someone really buys in, we can't force them to do that. However, what we do on the back end is mitigating the risks and how their body's responding. What I mean by that is most of our clients are super driven. It's like, I'm going to work out seven days a week. Let's go. Like I'm used to doing 75 hard and that actually spikes cortisol even more. So typically we're pulling people back and saying, we need you to eat more food this week. We need you to decrease your activity levels. Like we need you to recover. And that actually leads to better results because it puts their body out of that stress state. And so I can't control the front end as much unless they're willing to buy in and be like, all right, I'm going to change my environment a little bit. We try. Some people buy in. Some people don't. That's a whole nother conversation. But on the back end, our protocols are built around like me too. Our doctor team all the time will say, hey, pull it back this week. Your your body's stalling out because you're stressed. I see your inflammation. We need you to eat more this week and work out less. And I'm like, that's not how that works. I need to eat more and move less to lose weight. And they're like, just trust me. But as the cortisol goes down, the metabolism comes back up and you yeah. balance your levels back out. Where for me and most people, like if they stall out, I'm like, I'll just work out harder and eat more. But cortisol spikes, your metabolism is going down. And so I'm eating less, but I'm also burning less. If that makes sense. So we're often trying to mitigate the risk and just say, Hey, relax and your body will do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Mike, he's got, um, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful program because it's, it's loosely built off of, uh, cool. Can I just talk about your program for a second? Yeah, of course. It's loosely built off of like some of our models because like we've worked together. So oh, when wow. I, I'm, I feel very comfortable in it because I'm like, oh, they're constantly optimizing. It's like that feels like us. Yeah. Whereas most you pay and it's just like, go through this course yeah. and track your food. And I'm like, well, but I'm different. Like I'm, I don't want to do the same program as yep. somebody totally different. Well, but and, we, and we focus on that internal piece first. Like your whole onboarding yeah. call was like, forget the goals. Like we're, we're an athlete. We're resetting our identity. This is what yes. you do. Yeah. But it's very data driven. So like I'm about to go do my, um, I'm scheduling my labs. Yep. It's going to send my blood panels to them. Mm-hmm. And then inside of the, the tool they're using, my sleep's in there automatically. Um, you know, like, and so what you're talking about, Cole, is like you have doctors that are looking at your, your data and based on the data, they'll be able to see like, 
all right, this dude's either, either doing it like four events this week or right. something has happened in his personal life. Yeah. His stress levels have spiked. And so we need to adjust some things. And another yeah. really cool point, Mike, is like if I'm at an event, I can text the concierge. They'll pull my my macros and they'll Uber Eats me something that fits my macros for the day. It's oh, like I literally don't have to it. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. So he was like at the mixer the a couple of weeks ago, I was like, have you raised your prices yet? He said, no. I said, send me a link. I need to put my card in right now. Yeah. <laughs> this always happens to us where I'm like, we have these clients, phenomenal people. And then I'll, I'll be like, here's what the market says your, your prices should be. And then they raise their price and I can't get in. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me the, give me the premium prices. From a data perspective, like I know that I'm getting exactly what the data is telling me to get. Um, well, and that makes like, it keeps both sides accountable too. Like it keeps you yeah. accountable because you understand like, all right, I have to do this because I see the numbers on the page. It keeps us accountable too because you're seeing the data and you're like, shouldn't I have this? And we're like, yeah, that's why you, we did this. And so yeah. that's, that's, you know, I, I always, I give crap to other coaches, not because of like a hate thing. Cause I, I just understand. Cause I used to be there. Most health coaches have no idea what they're doing on the data aspect. They know general principles of eat less, move more, like how to manipulate calories. But I thought I knew everything too until we brought our functional medicine team and our nutritionists and they started showing the data, like the cortisol stuff too, where I'm like, all right, they stall out. We just got to cut their calories a little bit. And they're like, no, 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 no. There's deeper levels to this. So I think it, mm. uh, without testing, you're guessing is a phrase we use a lot. And some people are really good at guessing. We got really good at that. However, like I just don't want to rely on my judgment Dude. call on everything. Yeah. It's just like us. It's like when somebody comes in, Cole, you've experienced this. It's like, yeah. I need the data. I need your personality. I need your psychographic. I need yeah. everything you've tried. And we have the, the QBR quiz that people go through. Mm -hmm. I need to see what's actually in the business, financial statements, all that stuff. Yeah. Talk to me about this. This is my next question. Dude, why are you such a hater on uh, like, dude, tonal and Vitruvian and magnetic weight. Like, bro, it works the same way. Why do you hate it so much? I didn't hate on it. I, you told me about this the other day. I'm like, that's fine. That's not bad. It's not that Dean, Dean was like, a hater. Dean, Dean's like, dude, I've decided in 2024. I can't say what Dean said, but it was, it was, uh, it was a little racy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's they're fine. Like the goal is to get progressive overload on your muscles. And so if you have a way to use that tonal machine to add a resistance and you're tracking your <laughs> volume of training over time and increasing the volume, then it yeah. works. Uh, I just don't know enough about those systems to be able to control that. And um, okay, I, cool, cool. It's a All little right. bit of it's a little bit of uh, old school mentality of like if you're not lifting weights, bro, you're not like I, I don't care. Like there's clients of ours that do resistance bands and get incredible results. Like as long as you're adding resistance and that's increasing over time should be able to be fine. Perfect segue to my next question. So, um, by the way, Mike, I, I just went, took us live in the Facebook group cause you hate Facebook, but I'm going to make sure they get it. Perfect. Um, you got, you got, you got three bros on a call talking about optimizing health for entrepreneurs, but <laughs> three bros. You know, Cole, you know, from our environment, it's like, uh, the next, the next couple of decades, like women are a force. Yes. They, think different like we need they're just different they're different animals how do you how would you say the the differences stack up in terms of when you get a, a male client who's running a business versus you get a, a, a female woman mom client yeah. who's like 
running at the same level as a man, sure. but you've got to customize differently. How yeah. do you speak to the differences between the two? To get on. Yeah. So, I mean, the bodies are similar. Um, there's just, there's some pretty big hormonal differences is the big drivers. Um, you know, they're, they're still going to respond the same to macronutrients and, and training. Uh, they're still going to respond the same to c- certain vitamins if they have deficiencies, but hormones tend to be the biggest swinging factors like at testosterone and estro- uh, testosterone and estrogen balances. Um, their metabolisms are tif- typically significantly lower because of their body mass. So I say that stuff to say is like, we just have to make adjustments around those things. I think the biggest thing I see in women versus men outside of just the hormone stuff, which the hormones play a part in this is typically men are overeating and we're having to pull them down to hit a number. Typically our women have been under eating their whole life and we have to build their Mm. metabolism back up. Um, We'll get so many women come in like I've been eating a thousand calories a day and I can't lose weight. And I'm like, first off, that's what a four-year-old should be eating. So that's your problem there. You're not fueling your body. But second is because our metabolisms are so adaptive, like they don't want us to lose weight. And so they're just going to suppress themselves to make sure we can maintain homeostasis. Mm. And so those women have been doing that for so long, thinking that's what is required to lose weight because that's what they saw a Victoria's Secret person do. I don't know where they saw it. It's a terrible thing. But they've been doing that for so long that now that that's their baseline, the only way they lose weight is they have to eat less than a thousand, which is extremely unhealthy, even more. And so we have to literally fix their mindset first of like, we're going to make you eat more food and you're going to lose weight. Maybe not immediately, but you will. And they're like, no, I can't do it. Like, it's like this fear thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, to me, there's more of a mental battle getting them to eat more typically that we have to walk through, uh, to build their metabolism. Because once we can get it back to a healthy level, then they don't have to starve themselves to lose weight. They don't do you know, cardio all day. The other one is, is lifting weights too. Like, you know, men, we don't have to typically convince them to lift weights. Women, it's like, Oh, like I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to get bulky? Like that's, that's a difficult thing. Like I've worked my whole life to try to gain muscle. Uh, and so we have to talk through a lot more mental stuff, but the biggest like overarching is just hormonals. Like they're, they're, testosterone and estrogen balances just don't fuel them to build build muscle and burn fat in the way that we do. And so we have to manipulate things a lot more uh, in tunely to how their hormones are responding. Uh, It's very doable, but it's just a different process for sure. Got it. Yeah. Lindsay's coming in. I've I've already talked to Lindsay. Um, Next like couple of months, cut me the the pre-price increase. (laughs) Okay. Difference on that. But it's powerful though, like the, the, cause all the women we coach are badasses too. Like they're incredible, but to see, like, I almost get more excited about the, the women than I do the men, the men are great. And they're all like, they just come in gung ho fired up. I'm gonna get shredded, bro. Where the girls, like, there's a little bit of hesitancy of, and you saw that like on the onboarding call yesterday, like the husband was all in, signed his wife up too. And she's like, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. there's always, but then seeing them six months in and they're fired up and they're like, I feel amazing. And like, you know, that to me, that just, it's much more but impactful. Are you as excited about the men who are born men, but decided to be women? Mm, that's I, don't have any, I don't have any of those in our community. Well, dude, I think in the interest of inclusion and diversity, you need to fix that. So we'll work on well, that. I haven't had any come to me. I think they're maybe not, res- they don't respond well to my frame and marketing. We'll put it, we'll put a campaign together. Out in California, man, there, you don't know, you can't tell, you can't tell somebody what gender to be. They've got to make that decision. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that gets real weird on the medical side. Like, you know, if you want to call yourself that, that's cool. Like, I'll honor your decision. But when we get into the data, like your hormones still say otherwise. So, <laughs> you want me to make the decisions off of that and get you results, or make decisions off what you're telling me because I don't know how I can help that. Yeah. 
What about what about hacks like uh, like not not like hacks like cheating, but like when you get into like biohacking, yeah. where like are there routines that you see just across the data pool of clients? Like, is waking up earlier beneficial? Does it matter when you train in the day? Like, what's the best? I think. Uh, some of it is very person specific. Um, like even for training, for example, your body actually like you will get higher output in a workout if it's later in the day, typically because you're more awake, but also you fueled your body more. Like once you get three or four meals in and you have the calories, like actually working in your body, you can significantly train harder. Um, and so optimally, like we would tell people to work out in the afternoons, but like it's not ideal for performance or for um, their lifestyle. And so I would rather work out in the morning because it's a, you know, keeps me awake, keeps me alert, primes in for the day. So there's always a line of like, what does the person respond the best to, but what's also optimal for their performance or their lifestyle. Uh, but you know, overarching, there's definitely basics that people should be doing. I don't think waking up early is necessarily helps performance unless you are getting sleep on the front end to do that. I would actually rather tell someone like, bro, like don't wake up early if you're not going to go to bed early. Like, yeah. You're not getting enough recovery and sleep. Mm. I don't see performance increases. Like I, I think there's definitely different, uh, you know, chronotypes to sleep where some people perform better at night. Some people perform better early in the morning. I think, you know, the, we often use an excuse as I'm not a morning person. I think you can take on that identity and you can change that. But I, I do think that depending on the person and their lifestyle, it just depends on yeah. that. But there's definitely routines that are across the board helpful, like amount of water you you intake, the certain vitamins and supplements like vitamin D and vitamin B like that are going to make everyone feel better. Um, you know, grounding, breath work, meditation, mindfulness, gratitude. Like there's there's things that all of our clients tend to do that get them results regardless of what they are. But I don't think the specificity like what time you wake up and uh, what time you train are very – it's very person-specific if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, Totally. That's great. That's good. Love it. Yeah. So I would say um, most people are going to want to know more about what it, you know, what you do and how to get a hold of you and whatnot. So like, what are the easiest ways for people to track you down and learn from your, uh, from all the value you're pumping into the market? Sure. Well, well, two things. It depends on how deep they want to go. If they just want to learn about me and who I am, uh, social media is always great. Just Cole David Taylor is all my social media platforms at Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, If they're wanting to actually learn about our program, uh, they can always go to our site, thestartingline.fit.fit. So the the starting line, like it's on my hat. Um, You know, I think if they, a good entry point for them too, if they just want to start doing something is we have a free ebook that we can give out to that I can either post in these comments or you could add to the podcast or whatever. That's, Hey, you know, here's a, here's how you start working out. Here's some plans to follow. Here's how you calculate your calories. Like just to get the foundational basics. Cause I'm a believer, like, even if I don't want to do testing, even if you're not gung ho about everything, you have to move and you have to fuel your body with, with meals and proper nutrition. And if you can do that, you'll get, you know, 80% of the way there. So uh, we can include that link as well. Um, so however they want to connect with their social media, if they want to actually go directly and like, all right, let's learn about how we can hire this guy. Or if they just want some free resources to get started, I can give them all that stuff too. Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely post that link um, below in the podcast and stuff. Make sure that that's there for everybody. That's awesome. Taylor, is there anything else that's um, on your mind that we want to drag out of Cole's brain here while we got him? I mean, how much time do we have, Mike? As much as you want. I mean, we can do whatever we want, dude. We run the show. So locked off for another 20 minutes is what we have. Let's let's talk, let's talk about, um, let's talk about like the performance enhancement side of like, so things like, um, nicotine 
And um, the nootropic space is like a massively growing space. I... I'm liberal with my definition of nootropics. Like I think margaritas are nootropics. <laughs> As proven in our last event, you know, everybody yeah. had a good, good time. But yeah, what, what types of supplementation and I know that you're going to be like data, data, whatever, yeah. but what, what types of supplementation are you using? Like you mentioned peptides. Are you on like vitamins? Cause we don't yeah. get a lot of those things from our food. Cause we live in yeah. America. Yeah. What, what's yeah. your stack? Yeah. So I actually just got a, my first peptide in the mail from our team and I'm about to try it. CJC Ipamorelin. It's a combination. Uh, basically the simple version is it stimulates your pituitary gland to produce a higher level of growth hormone, which makes your skin better, makes your you know body repair itself faster. Uh, it also can increase muscle gain and fat loss, but you know, peptides are like the new frontier of, uh, of health and performance. And it's, uh, often looked at as the same category as a steroid. It's not, it's basically uh, like steroids are dumping foreign chemicals on your body. Like here's just a bunch of extra hormones so that you, so you can get shredded where, uh, peptides is putting an amino acid, a broken down protein that your body already produces just back in your body. And it stimulates your glands to produce more of what they're already supposed to. So it's a totally like instead of dumping foreign materials, it's like lighting the fire for your body to produce what it should. Uh, mm. And so it's something I'm about to explore. A lot of our clients are on them. Like I told you about Ryan Pineda the other day. He's on like a whole stack and has seen some changes. Ryan is shredded right now. <laughs> yeah. Shredded. Is he's he a client? Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's shredded. So like he's, when I was yeah. out in Vegas at his studio, yeah, I was like, you look different than you did six months uh-huh. ago. Yeah. 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 He, he, in his first like three months with us, he gained like eight pounds of muscle, which is, if you know anything about muscle gain, like that's significant growth. Um, I'm going to so gain he, nine. Yeah, nine I'm gonna <laughs> Taylor gets uh, all compelled. Uh, pe- peptides, yeah, peptides is 8.5. Yeah. <laughs> peptides is something I'm just exploring. And I've like, I was a little hesitant on some of it because I'm like, I don't know enough about it. Like I'm not a, I don't want to be a, a rab lat um, or yeah, a lab rat. There you go. I wish that my merts. Um, I don't want to be a lab rat, but, uh, I do a lot of other vitamins and supplements like, uh, outside of the basics of like protein and creatine. When we're talking performance, um, typically I'm doing like a magnesium before I go to bed to increase sleep and recovery, but for energy level stuff like vitamin B, vitamin D and iron, I was super low on. And so fixing those things, I don't do a whole lot on the, the optimization or biohacking like supplements outside of just clear routines of like, I have to drink you know 12 ounces of water. When I start my day, I'm going to wait on the caffeine for you know 30 minutes. Uh, I do drink a good amount of caffeine, but I've decreased it a lot. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is keeping my nutrient levels where they should be, which like I said, vitamin D, vitamin B and iron is things that are energy precursors. I have to keep them at an optimal level. Otherwise I won't be feeling good. Yeah. So that's a big piece. Plus, uh, just sleep routines and making sure I'm tracking my recovery on my whoop. Uh, I have an aura ring too, just cause I wanted to see the difference. Um, but watching that stuff and eyeing it, like to me, that's a much bigger return on that stuff for your recovery yeah. and your performance than it is to like, Oh, I'm going to also take this drug and this thing. And you just don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, know I know you said don't get too data driven, but it's all based off of my data. <clears throat> so speaking of data, whoop versus aura. Ooh. Super similar. I, uh, I, so I've been, I've been a couple of weeks now of both. Um, I think honestly they're, and I've talked to, we actually had a meeting with their COO the other day, whoops, just to kind of figure out how we can get them integrated into our community. 
and I was talking to him about it and he was asking about my experience. So I, I honestly, I think they're very similar. Like my data has been within 5% either way every day. It's all, you know, 99% of the same data within their, their metrics and dashboards. Uh, yeah. I think it's a personal preference for a couple of things. Like one is I just don't love wearing rings. And so I've learned that like, as I grab dumbbells or I grab things like I'm just a very, like I talk with my hands too. And like, it's just, it's kind of gets in the way of things. Um, the band is tends to fit my lifestyle a little better. However, on the style side, like anytime I wear nice clothes, I'm like, I oh, this looks kind of weird to have this like strap when I'm wearing a suit. So yeah. there's some of that, but as far as like the data, it looks the same to me. The presentation is di just different. Like whoop seems very athletic. It's like here, it's like a scoreboard. It's more aggressive style where aura ring is more like it's clouds and, uh, kind of airy and more like, <laughs> which is cool. It's just their branding is different. So I think it like, it depends on the person and their style. Uh, but I think the data is pretty identical from what I've seen. Like I, I have not seen much of a difference outside of like, you know, three to 5% changes on either direction. Nice. Got it. But I, Got I'm it. a big fan. I think everyone should have some sort of wearable to see what their sleep and recovery is. Cause like I stopped drinking almost fully because of my woo band. Um, like I, I would, you know, not that I was, I never loved alcohol that much, but maybe once every couple of weeks, I'd have a couple of margaritas. Uh, now it's like once a quarter because my first time I drank wearing a whoop band, I had one margarita and my next night's sleep, it was like 17% decrease in recovery. And I was like, what the heck? Like it's, yeah. it's wild when you start to see the data, how you're. I've noticed that specifically with alcohol, like how significant yeah. it impacts your sleep. I was very eye opening for me too. But even things like, so when I trained for that ultra marathon, uh, I was, my coach told me a lot of things to do. Like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta do a Epsom salt bath and we gotta do, you know, Theragun and foam rolling. And I'm like, yeah, those things are fine. But with the whoop, like when I foam rolled, it would increase my recovery percentage when I didn't, like I could see the differences. And I was like, really, it affects you that much. Like I get the muscular piece, but all of those little habits, like you can see the difference and you can track them inside the whoop app and say, Hey, I did breath work today. And you can see the percentage increase in your recovery. And so for me, like actually seeing my body respond data driven to actions too, like it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the keys is just like, you don't have to like you're full time at this. Um, yeah. And so I, I am such a fan of just not having to learn everything myself the first time. So, yeah. yeah, that's like, that's one of my things of just like, even yesterday when we were talking on, and then Tanner, who's one of your guys was yeah. messaging me in the app. And I was just like, man, I don't have time to like wear both at the same time and research. And I don't have, no. I don't have time to like look at the correlations, but it's an amazing thing when you have someone just watching your, your back and it's the same yeah. in business. Like yep. for us to be able to with chamber, Mike, we talk about this all the time. Like we're testing a new, like mini book report thing right now. And I've, I've told everyone like, Hey, let us test this. We'll pay for the data and we'll send it to you and use it if it works and, and disregard it if it doesn't. Yep. I think that there's no better place for this principle than with your, with your health. Cause that supports literally everything else. If you yeah. feel good, you can make yeah. more money. If you yeah. feel bad, you screwed. Like you can't, yeah. you'll, you'll barely be able to put pages together. You know, Well, that's what I always say. Like your body can be a weapon or it can be an anchor. Like most people that I know that are successful in business, their body has been an anchor. Like they found a way to be success, but they be successful, but they were dragging their body around the whole time of like, 
I crushed it even though I was tired the whole time. I crushed it even though I didn't feel good or I crushed it because I wasn't, and I wasn't confident where if my body was a weapon that like I had more energy, more confidence, more mental clarity, it, it drives everything. And it's been a game changer for me to keep my body optimal. Cause like your output on a daily basis, not just hours you can work, but a focus during the day, it changes a lot. And I think if you don't have data driven, you know, data to drive that, like it's really difficult to, but you as a business owner, not in the health space, you shouldn't spend five hours a day researching your health. Like just have right. someone tell you what to do, you know, cause that's our biggest complaint is like, I just don't, I can't do all this. Like there's too much, like, there's too much that goes into it or I don't have enough time for that. Like I just, it's too much. And I'm like, well, just let me do it for you. I'll just tell you what to do. You spend a couple minutes a day just following a game plan and then you get the results, but you don't have to like Taylor said, you don't have to do the research yourself. Like that's why I hire coaches in every area. Like I want to grow in my faith. Great. Like let me hire someone that's going to pour into that. Just pay for the accountability and someone to make the decision for me. Yeah, Which, that speaking, piece is that's, awesome. That's part of how you can position yourself to follow through. Like if it's expensive enough, you're going to yeah. do it. <laughs> You'll do the work or else you lose out on that investment. Um, yeah. And so it's a bit of a hack as well. Just like, look, I'm just going to do this because if not, I'm out, you know, however many thousand dollars that it costs for me yeah. to do it. I think it's funny that people look on that and they're like, well, that – that seems like a cheap form of motivation. Well, it's, there is no such thing as a cheap form of accountability. Like yeah. you, you do the work and you get the result and whatever it takes for you to do the work, you, you make that happen. Nobody cares how you got there. They just care if you got the results or not. hundred percent, dude. I'm curious 100%. from you guys' perspective. Cause I, I, it blows my mind and I, I kind of understand this, but it's something that very frustrates me is how willing people are to invest in business consulting. And you may have a different view on this, but I see how willing people are to invest in that, but they're not willing to invest in their health. And they're like, Oh, I've got it. I'll just figure it out. I got to be more consistent. Like I, I face that every day. Cause I'll, I'll work with clients that are in these other business groups that we're in. And they're like, ah, I see, I know they spent 50 grand to be in that group. And I'm like, I see what you're doing, but now you yeah. won't spend five to 10 on your health. Like what's, what's the deal here? And they're like, Oh, I got it on my own. Like, why do you guys think that is like, is it a, an awareness thing? Is it a prioritization? Is it a pride I'm very curious. I mean, I mean, dude, like, I think it's, I think people, it's not that people are more willing to spend money on business consulting versus health. I think people are willing to spend and gamble a lot of money on like get rich quick things. So, like, you're a real reputable, like, I would consider us and what we do is like, it's very reputable. And you can tell that through how we pitch it and position it. Yeah. And we have the same thing where people are just like, you know, yeah. my, they're not willing to fix the underlying chassis of the business. They want to yeah. get someone to just teach them how to get a 10 X ROAS. And it's like, well, look, yeah. that doesn't help fat, you. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to yeah. be, if you pay for that, you're just paying to kind of get a bigger hamster wheel. You know, you're not paying to fix the hamster wheel, but I will say this, man, like everything that, everything that we have done and this whole industry has done, we've taken from the health world. So pain-based marketing comes from come, comes from health. And so when the difference is like you can sell it just as well, you, sure. you're kind of selling the original, uh, the original consulting industry. Because if you go to a doctor, you're in physical pain. It's literally yeah. pain-based marketing. Yeah. Um, I think that the industry has just gotten all out of sorts because we can, we can decrease the time to value that TTV rating yeah. with money way faster than you can decrease the TTV on health because yeah. you can't exist. Like I can take a client right now, make them a million dollars in 10 days. 
Like I can I can crush that TTV down to tomorrow. Whereas health, you kind of got to do this for 30 days, 60 days yeah. to see the result. And that's the big difference is sure. you have natural like biological limits on that time right. to value. I think that's the biggest yeah. difference. Well, I think even further, like if there, cause we, we, we do a little pain based marketing, but I, I honestly, I, I try to do more towards marketing of like what's possible. Yeah. If you could perform better, you could, uh, yeah. you could feel better. Like what happens to your family, your businesses versus like, you know, what happens if you die? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know like talking to people that are like, I'm about to like die because my health's so bad. Like I, I want to help them, but like, those are always the hardest people to help. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I think to your point, even the people that we, like we, we got three guys right now that started, you know, less than 30 days ago that are down like 25, 30 pounds. Like we can see wow. really fast results, but to your point, they don't see the, that is a byproduct in their business until even like it's, it's another lagging thing. Like, yeah. Oh, long -term that I'm here, another month later, I start to see the repercussions of the energy that I had at that time. So it's like a, it's a chain reaction thing. I yeah. You can, you can throw pain based into, into future and yeah. vision as well. And one of my favorite thought exercises is like, you know, think about your life, because most of most of our clients, even now, like I would say, a good healthy percent. Mike, what did you say? Sixty percent have kids. Maybe sixty percent are families, and forty percent are not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus, like you know, the old companies like Traffic and Funnels, like ninety five percent had no kids, and then the five percent who did have kids just thought I wasn't. We were idiots because yeah, we don't. They're the outcast. <laughs> and like, if you think about it, man, what would I pay to make sure I get to walk Kate down the aisle? It's great. That I'm here, like, because yeah. it's it's a real thing, like, bro. You could all of all of the diseases and the really the death factors that do come, like, we can prevent a lot of them just by being choosing yep. to be healthy. I'm not saying we can live to 200 just by eating good good food, but yep. I would pay a lot of money to make sure that I'm there. And then you have like the difference between being there and being there. Like, yeah, well, yeah. so like, are you there in a wheelchair? Or are you there actually walking her down the aisle, right? Like, well, I think that's why. <laughs> are you attending or are you participating? Yes. And we're seeing this in our VSL now, but I think that's why me from stage converted so well for so long of getting people into our ecosystem is I would just tell my story of like, Hey, I lost all my family members from health complications. Like, Whoa. I don't want you to miss on that for your family too. And, and so it's yeah. never like a pain based on the, like, pain now, but it was always a future oriented pain of like, do you want yeah. to get to where, you know, your family has to go through what I went through. Uh, do yeah. you want to like not be there to walk your daughter down the aisle? And so it's, yeah. you know, but it's still it's really preventative great. is harder to sell. Yeah. It's harder to sell. And I think that I have another theory on this and then we're going to run out of time, but the <laughs> preventative, preventative selling, the reason it's difficult is just natural selection, honestly. And this is about as morbid approach as you can get, but like it's the same thing with capitalism and business where it's like, look, it is harder for me to sell someone on like, yo, fix the infrastructure, create some insurance, yeah. fix your environment because it's like they're doing okay. I'm doing 20, 30 K a month. I don't need it. I'm not yeah. in pain right now. Then they have less motivation. You yeah. know what that is? Darwinism. It's like, okay, well, cool. Like capitalism requires some people go out of business and you're choosing to be you're, you're raising the odds of being in that camp and there's nothing yeah. that I can do about that. You know, like, no, but I think on the other side, like that's why I was actually more attracted to chamber TWC was 
like I, it wasn't anything pain. It was just like, if you don't want your business to be at risk all the time and you want yeah. to fix, actually fix the internal stuff and run it the way you want to and fix the numbers, I'm like, yeah, we're kind of just all over the place right now. So I need something like it was, it was nothing yep. pain wise. Like I wasn't like, Oh, we're going to die today or we're not, we're not as big as I want to be. It was also like, I just want my business to be healthier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm your ICP one or, or what it is, but I think the you're an ICP one. Okay. Yeah. Slow growth up and yeah. to the right. You know, you yeah. want the durable. You're not you're not wanting expedience. You're wanting certainty. Yeah. I think you're about to have a record month this month from what I yeah. heard. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, every everything in in proper time. You know, I know that that record month is because I became a client. It's exactly um, you pushed over the edge. Up. That was it right there. Yeah. Record <laughs> month by 10K. There you go. Just by 10. Love it. We'll probably do do like 30% higher than we've done in any other month this month. So nice. Well done, dude. Appreciate that. Great. Great. This has been fantastic, guys. Um, Cole, we're going to have you on. I mean, we have live events. We have all kinds of things that I know you're going to probably get pulled into, whether you know it or not. So excited to have you here inside Chamber. Obviously, pumped to have you part of the TWC podcast. And the fact that Taylor was able to jump on right as we were talking about him behind his back makes it even better. Let's it was go. awesome. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Thank you for what you've done for our business too. Uh, I'm sure you guys are obviously here to to promote me and you know talk about what I can do. But if you guys are in the Facebook group right now, don't be an idiot. Just sign up for Chamber. Like it's what you need. Stop stop being an idiot. Like I you know we have so many clients that are an idiot about their health, thinking they can do it on their own, and they never do. Like it's the same thing for your business. Get the help you need, like whatever it takes to invest to actually fix your business. So you have that certainty. Like that's what we have now. It's like, I don't wake up every day. Like, dude, is our business going to crash because of one refund? Like, mm. like you need that certainty. So don't be an idiot and try to do it on your own. Get with the people that can actually help you. That's well, what we'll title the podcast. Don't be an idiot. Perfect. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> awesome. Guys. All right. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Yeah.